Can you just paint a picture of the, the different channels that you rely on each time one of these campaigns happens? So, um, first and foremost, email. Um, that's really where we personally connect with all of our donors. Um, and then the campaign page is also a really big one. We can't include all of the information about our team in an email, and so we direct them to the campaign page, which really goes into detail about um, what our team is about, what we're trying to do this summer, exactly what our budget is. Um, and then, yes, social media, like I mentioned, um, and that's mostly just to uh, keep it in front of people's faces because um, a lot of times people will read an email and they'll be like, oh yeah, I really want to donate and then they'll forget. Um, and so keeping it in front of people's faces is really important. Um, and then also just in person, especially because we run the campaign around the holidays. We really tell our team members to go home and whenever they're conversing with their friends and family members, even just mention it, direct people to the campaign page and that can help a lot. Um, one of or our biggest donation this year was somewhat unexpected. Um, a little bit early in the campaign, our Swaziland Bridge got um, pretty much completely funded um, from one person and we were so excited and we we're like oh who is it and we were expecting it to be someone's parent or something and it was this freshman's neighbor and he was really shocked about it he's like yeah I don't even know him very well but I just uh, was talking to him about the campaign and then he decided to donate and um, the man who donated his reasoning was that his mother had died and he really wanted to honor her with the donation uh, which we thought was really cool. But it goes to show that just um, talking to as many people as you can, you never know who's going to feel inspired to donate. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, it was. It was really exciting. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then um, also Mia worked to sort of get small articles out in our uh, our local Boulder newspaper called the Daily Camera. They did this crowdfunding spotlight on us and also um, we had an article in our um, our school email newsletter about the crowdfund so that also helped get it out to the wider Boulder and CU community. Wow that's really interesting about just the power of word of mouth and those casual conversations is that something that you instruct your, your team members to um, not shy away from? Do you, do you give them any kind of talking points or does that all just happen organically? Um, we do really stress it to our team members. Um, just really, uh, really reaching out to as many people as you can. And it can really come up in casual conversation too. Like um, a couple of our team members um, they sort of wanted to go a non-traditional route and they're looking for a creative way to fundraise and, and they really enjoy trail running and so they got together and went on this giant trail run through all the trails in Boulder and they had this sign that sort of talked about our team and they would just stop and randomly talk to people and direct them to our website, which is sort of funny, but maybe some of our donations came from there as well. Um, so 
So yeah, you never know, but we do we do um, sort of instruct our team to uh, bring it up and mention it to as many people as they can. We don't really give them a spiel though. It's pretty organic what comes from them just because we talk about the work that we do and it's just whatever they feel is important about our club is what they're going to talk about because, I mean, everybody has different opinions of what they like about the club and so it's really cool to get to hear differences and opinions and when they talk about the organization, like what gets them excited, you know, because it's never the same across the board. It's always different usually. Mm -hmm. Um, so a couple questions just about uh, your your process for communicating and the tools that you use. Um, what what have you found to be the most effective uh, tools for doing your emails and follow-ups? Um, can you maybe talk just a, a little bit about the the tactics and the tools that you guys rely on? Um, with these emails, I think what's what I like about them at least is they're not generic every week where we're just like over and over again being like, hi, please share or please um, donate money. A lot of times we try to do an interesting email. I remember last year for sure we did a construction email where we sent, we would create updates every day to talk about the different construction processes that happen on the bridge. We try to make them a little more interactive for people to read instead of just it being a thank you note, or not a thank you note, but like a please give or please share note. Because if they're going to get one every week, it, I think it's more important to talk about interesting stuff that's going on within our organization or stuff that we've done in the past that might interest them. So, And then we have the students use their Colorado email address accounts. Um, so that it's coming from a student directly and then they get it from the same student each week. So a lot of times the organizations here will also have a student org email account so they switch out between the two uh, depending on who they're reaching out to. And then Madison, did you use like a social studio or some sort of content planner or did you just go into Facebook and post them each time? I just went into Facebook and posted them each time, um, but there are definitely tools out there to help organize social media posts, and that's definitely something that um, I would like to get into in the future. Um, I think that is definitely um, something I wish I had is more insight and experience about how to organize and plan social media posts. Um, yeah, but I know there's tools out there. so. That would be a point of improvement <laughs> for us. 